Father, loving God, Heavenly Father, thank you, dear Lord, for giving me the privilege to visit New Zealand and see the faithfulness of your people here. As we all, oh God, await love in your soon here. Help us continue, Lord God, to be faithful. Help us to continue to serve you faithfully. No matter how hard it might be here. And, oh God, I pray that through your Holy Spirit will guide my lips and my thoughts and my heart as I am your mouthpiece right now. And also, oh God, your Holy Spirit, uh, help everyone to be and to be challenged and to be inspired and to be encouraged. Lord God, all glory and honor, thank you so much, dear Lord, for your word. And I pray that you find it. You know what? I, I really wish I am as rich. We are as rich as Mount Zion Bible Baptist Church School. But you just, you just, you just want to pick one of the buildings that you like to, to, uh, to meet, you know? Tomorrow you'll be there. Tomorrow Wow. It's amazing. How are you feeling tonight? Amen. Good. How many of you are under pressure to be here, but you find it a pleasure to be here just the same? Amen. I'd like to talk about pressures because pressures are a fact of life. I am pretty sure you have heard messages from your pastor bringing challenges like how to live a blessing, uh, how to live a victorious life, how to honor God and live for God in our Christian walk. And, 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 and sometimes these this challenges can be easy to just say that good. Amen? All this entails a lot of pressures. But tonight I'd like to talk about pressures and pleasures. The reason why this is my topic tonight is because I have been so encouraged by your dedication in the Lord and I want to encourage you more. Amen? Amen. I can see how you are finding pleasure in serving God. Having been a pastor for a while now, in fact, next, next um, month, you know, the uh, church anniversary, I know that service can be a lot more pressure. So I'd like to encourage you to keep keeping on. Keep keeping on, as I said in my prayer, your keep and keeping on is loving the hearing of our God. Mm-hmm. Amen? Amen. Yep. The more you love the hearing of your God, of our God, where, where we don't really know, mm-hmm. and praise God, He did say that at this time I will come, or at this day I will come. Because guess what? Everyone, churches will be full. Mm-hmm. <laughs> close, close to the days He is coming. In any endeavor, however, in any commitment, in any organization, in any family existence, pressure is one of the main ingredients to success. For success. Amen? Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 tells us not to be weary in well doing. Not because we owe that to God, but because it says, in due season, in his time, you will win. You will have a good harvest from what good deal you have sown. I have been a farmer and, and I grew up as a farmer because my dad bought a big parcel of land in Mindanao. And, 
And my dad was not one of those that, you know, uh, because we own the land, uh, you are spared from doing the work. He says, if our tenants are doing, you have to do it. You know? If we till the, the ground, we till the ground. And sowing is not easy. Sowing is not easy. There's a lot of pressure. I've been a boss in our own business before. We had a bakery, restaurant, grocery, other business. And boy, oh boy, the pressure, running people, pressure with customers. I've also been a supervisor in my past jobs, both in the Philippines and in Australia. I have also been a father trying to run my family. No longer a father running a family now, I just run my wife, which is <laughs> sometimes not easy sometimes. <laughs> but you know what? I would not be able to do this without that. Amen. So, you know, running a family is not easy. And I honestly could not imagine how things would evaluate without the balance of pressure. And so pressure is not bad. It's not a bad word, isn't it? Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. You need pressure to alert your sleeping sluggish muscles in our body. Is it not? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you have been to a massage parlor. Boy, oh boy. Uh, we have a, a, a lady in our church named Violetta. And that's her, um, that's her, uh, what do you call this? Livelihood. She knows the pressure point. She's really good at, you know, masking in her home. She has big clients and you know, um, rich people. And I tried her, I, I asked her to try me because I had kind of pain in my back, my back. Oh boy, I screamed in pain. But right to that. Amen? Nobody goes for a massage and, uh, and come out feeling good without the pressure. Some pressures are painful, but boy, boy. Don't you feel better after that? You are relieved. As a boss, as a, or as a parent, don't you feel good when you give someone or 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 your children a task to do? Where sometimes, even as parents, you can be apologetic for giving them the, the, the task, right? But you hear them say, "My pleasure, Dad." The boss, my pleasure, sir. I'll do it, sir, anytime. Right? I believe God is the same. He is so pleased when you say, My pleasure, Lord. This is hard, but boy, oh boy, this is a pleasure to serve you, Lord. In fact, when we read the words of Christ saying, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, I cannot see anything but pressure in these words. That's a lot of pressure. Take up your cross. Not his cross. Our crosses, the pains, the struggles, the pressures that come along with serving God. With serving Christ, our Savior. Coming to church is in itself a pressure. Especially when there is heavy traffic. Giving a fight is not a pressure. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Giving your offerings is a pressure. Coming on time is a lot of pressure. Pressure of wearing your best like you do when you honor someone. When you honor a government official. 
That's how you come to church. But it can actually be a pressure. Don't forget, no one can be more special than God. Amen? Yep. Amen. Ah, I can come to church any, any the way I want. I want. Hey, God is not here in a physical body, but He is here and He sees you. Yep. Amen? Yep. And He is so happy that you are just giving your best to Him. Some are pressured to dress up for good, up, up good for God, just because they're not used to it. Well, let me say this. You are now a new creature in Christ Jesus. So don't be surprised that there are new things you have to learn. Amen? And you have to practice. If you come here for someone else or something else and not God, I'm sorry to say that you're wasting your time. Yeah. Amen? What I'm saying is pressure are real. Married life is a lot of pressure. Trying to get placement for a job is pressure. And when you get the job, there is no more pressure. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's a lot of pressure. And yet, we wake up early because there is a reward after that. Amen? Amen? Driving to work is a lot of pressure. The question is, why then do we choose to face these pressures head on than avoid them? It's because we know it will give us the benefit in the end. How many of you Abuse these words. It was more than all. Amen? Amen. Or what a happy ending. That was sweet after all that. After all those painful pressures. In fact, victory is never as sweet as when you had to face great opposition. True or Amen. Actually, I believe Jesus was feeling the pressure of having to face the cross. In Mark chapter 14, verse 36, Jesus said, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Take away this cup from me. Then he thought of this deeply. If I'm going to please my Father, then I have to deny myself. There's no other way. And so he did. He said, nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. Can you see that enormous victory of him choosing to face that pressure? But now we can put a smile on our face and bring that. Amen. Amen. Praise God for the opportunity that is given me the other day. The other day yesterday. Where God used me to to talk to Eric and I and Legion and Arnold and the receive Christ. Amen. Praise God. Or because Jesus took that pressure on the cross. Father, it is my pressure to be But just like anything, there is the pressure to do good and the pressure to do bad. And we all know <coughs> what are their expected. Pressure can come from outside or from within ourselves. Have you ever wondered why Muslims would blow up themselves and to also kind of murder other people? 
because they have been wrongfully motivated for something grandiose in the end. Wrongfully motivated. Can you, can you imagine some, someone said, I will have many wives when I kill myself for a lot. <laughs> they think it's grandiose. One wife is enough for me. <laughs> if I had two wives, I don't know if I, I would exist. <laughs> Woo. You know when Kobe Bryant was still alive? You know Kobe Bryant? Yeah. How many of you love basketball? He was interviewed after a win. I love what he, I heard from him. He said, everything negative, pressure and challenges, is all an opportunity for me to rise. And I wish it came from a Christian. <laughs> that is a beautiful word. An opportunity for me to rise. Many Christians love to say they love God, but not all can put into action what they say. Because there's a lot of pressure that comes with it. But if you truly love God, I know that no matter what you have to go through, you want to please God in everything. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes the pressure of trying to live up the Christian life is just way too much. When I was an unbeliever, sadly, meeting sin was not an issue. I had fun. And yes, I didn't really experience any guilt. There was no pressure of trying to live up for someone. But when I became a Christian, before I didn't care if I hurt someone, but when I became a Christian, I am told to love others, to read the Bible, to pray, to solely, to witness, to disciple, many other things, to serve couple church so that you can arrange the chair and help others. And then when you read the Bible, there's just command after command after command. And I thought, hmm, it was much easier for me to be an unbeliever. I now had a feeling that I have to perform to God. Then I said to myself, I do not know if I could handle this pressure. But God taught me something in scripture that totally freed me from this wrong mindset. Listen to this folks. No one is pressured to perform anything for God. You're not pressured. It's your choice. Amen? Amen. Remember, God is never better. When you please Him, you will bless you. I know that we are encouraged by the principles that Apostle Paul gives us about the health of the body of Christ, the church. Telling us that every member of the body must function well to its responsibility to which each one of us are gifted. God has gifted us. First Corinthians chapter 12 uh, talks about diversities of gifts, diversities of operation of the body. For the body is not one member but many. Then from verse 15 it highlights the conflicts that can occur when you do not appreciate that you we are all in this together as one body in Christ. Amen? I know that your pastor Christ encourages everyone here to serve God as he leads by example because he knows what good it will give you in the end. Especially in men leading your families in, the God, in a godly way. If you have 
If you are rebellious, men, fathers, if you are rebellious, you have a rebellious spirit against what you have been encouraged through the word of God, guess what? It will show in your family. Your children, don't be surprised if your children will be rebellious as well. Parents need to show an example to their children to be sure that the body of Christ will ease to grow in our That even when we are gone, we have the next generation to yep. continue on. Yep. That is if the Lord tarries His coming. Yep. Amen? Yep. Continue on winning souls, continue on witnessing for others, serving the Lord. If you truly love God, look at serving Him as pressures rather than pressure. Amen? Amen. By facing pressures head on. As I said last Sunday, it is very special to God to see that you choose to honor Him. And God being not a debtor, as I said, to anything that you do for His glory has always promised great rewards, both here and eternity. I, I, I have not one regret. We have good pace. My wife was working in the bank. My dad called me to the ministry. We even, even had to sell one of our homes so, so that we can start the ministry. But boy, oh boy, the blessing the Lord has given us is this wonderful. God and I can attest this to myself. God is never a death. God is never a death. In the early ministry of Jesus, long before he was to face the cross, he gave a sermon to the crowds, and which you can read in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. He said, Be therefore perfect, even as your Father who is in heaven is perfect. So, it is true. God requires perfection from us. Okay? Which, if you really think of it, is a lot of pressure. Okay? It is because if we were to be accepted based on living up for His commands, we would not be perfect. And yet, He knows that while we are still in these corruptible bodies that we have, we will never attain perfection. But Jesus who died for us is our perfection. We just need to follow Him. God does not even think we could ever perfectly live the Christian life here on earth. Nor does He expect that you could actually meet His holy standards. If He thought that we could, He would not have come to earth and died for us. Amen? Amen. But He did. Yep. Tensions or pressure is there it will always be there. And because of this, there is, there is in us the tendency to begin to think that surely God must now want some repayment for what He did on the cross from us. No. It is my prayer that this message will help you from falling into the trap of feeling like you must perform for God. Scriptures cautions us against this because it will only rob you of your joy in your relationship with Him. Yeah. Romans 5, verse 1 to 2. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. In putting your faith in the redemptive, redemptive work that Jesus did on the cross, we have received forgiveness. Amen. We have been declared righteous. Yep. We become precious in His sight. Yep. And we are now held in His hand of Amen. care. Yep. In fact, He says in John 10, 29, no one can pluck you out from my hand. Amen. 
You are completely His and He loves you unconditionally in spite of those intentions that you take. So always look back to how you became a Christian. You didn't have to work for it. Did you have to work for your salvation? No. Neither were you asking anywhere in the Bible you have to pay for it. God is just showing his example of love on how he cares for you. And I know that he would be pleased if you are someone who is grateful. Amen? Amen. Are you grateful? Amen. Are you grateful? So always look back. You didn't have to work for your salvation. God didn't give you a list of things to perform first for you to be given the power to become His child. The whole weight of responsibility is on God. He carried the process. When God says the sincere desire in your heart to please Him, guess what will happen? His Spirit will make you do it as if it was your effort. Folks, it is never our effort or your effort nor mine. But you have to initiate your desire to please God despite the seeming pressure for Him to do the task for you as if it was all your effort. Yep. However, in the end, as soon as you realize that you could have not made, have, have you seen many people that, oh, this is a lot of pressure. But you know what? They will do it just the same because they will honor God. And you will always hear this from them at the end, including me. I would not have been able to do that without God yeah. And we think, oh, I have to perform. No! Let God see the desire and initiate it. I love the Lord, but I'll stay here. You initiate it. I love the Lord. I don't care if there's pressure or there's pressure. I'll, I'll go because I love the Lord. I'll serve the Lord because you know, I know it's hard, but I'll serve. And the end, you will say, Wow, I couldn't have done it without God. Amen. We forget that He's the head. It is our nature to think that we can please God by our own ability and efforts. There's nothing further from the truth. If you think you can please God in your own ability and effort, I'm afraid you won't please a mind. Your joy will quickly disappear. It is common that when we are challenged to do anything for God as humans, we think of our ability as or inability. We doubt, we complain, we rebel openly or privately, we feel sorry for ourselves. But guess what? That's not faith. Hello? That's not faith. Hebrews 11.6 says, but without faith, say this with me. Ready to go? It is impossible to Impossible! We come to this erroneous conclusion that we must now perform for God because He saved me. No! Always remember that the weight of responsibility and ability stays in God. Yep. And as you respond by faith, it pleases you. Amen? Then He gives you the courage, He gives you the ability, He gives you the means accomplish things for him. Because now you are doing it by faith. 
It's pressure, it's hard, but because I love the Lord. And God is going to be there to help me. God has not set up our relationship with Him as contingent upon us. But rather, God set our relationship contingent and reliant upon Him. Yep. Amen? Amen. You and I were declared forgiven by His grace. The shedding of His precious blood, His death, burial, and resurrection bought us the escape from the torments of hell. We simply receive God's forgiveness as He is. We didn't earn it. Titus chapter 3, verse 3 to 7 says, For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy and hateful, hating one another. But after that, the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy, He saved us. Let's jump. Which He had shed on, our, on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made ears according to the hope of eternal life. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, in whom we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to the riches of His grace. It is true that the Bible is full of commands. Thou shalt not, thou shalt not. You cannot even read a chapter without being told what to do. True not. But while God gives us these commands, He also knows we cannot fully obey Him on our own. Amen? Amen. That's why God appreciates your faith. Faith in not just words. Say, I want to do this and please my God. You actually see doing it and then God is there. Without you knowing, giving you the strength, giving you all the means to see the desire of your heart. Like in Romans 3, verse 20, the harder you try to avoid sin, on your own ability, the more you sin. That's true or not? Yep. Many believers will only end up feeling distant from God because the harder they try, the more they feel like a failure. This is this frustration is so real. Not guess what? Even the apostle Paul. He talked about he 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 he. he Describe how he felt this by himself. Yes, he looked at God's commandment as holy. He looked at God's commandment as righteous and good. Yet he admitted that as much as he tried to live according to it, he kept on sinning. Apostle Yep, that's true. Look at it with me in Romans. Chapter 7, verse 18 to 19. Romans. Are you there? You have your Bibles there with you? Chapter 7, verse 18 to 19. He said, For I know that in me, referring to his flesh, that in my flesh, what? Do I let no good thing? For to will, to will is to choose. He still present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. In his complete frustration, in verse 24, 25, he said this, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I thank God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So then with the mind, I myself serve the Lord God, but with the flesh, the Lord. The feeling of failure, sin, and condemnation need to be faced 
with what the scripture says in Romans chapter 8, verse 1, that there is therefore now no condemnation Amen. to them who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. God gave us this assurance. So when you look at God's command, don't attempt to obey them on your own effort. I like what, what uh, Pastor Dennis Henderman said. In everything, prayer is very good. Whatever you face, whatever, whatever challenge you face, the first thing to do is talk to God. Lord, you see that this, you cannot say, uh, you see the desire of my heart Lord, to serve the Lord. But in reality, in your heart, that was just live, but in your heart, I don't care. I don't want to serve. Do you think that will help you? No. No way. You have to initiate. When you say, oh, I want to serve the Lord, I want to be there to, to help Pastor Adrian and you have to receive it. And God will make you able to do it. Amen. Amen? Yep. So when you look at God's command, don't attempt to obey them on your own account. Instead, ask God who dwells in you to produce through you what He wants to do. What He wants to do. When he tells you to love others, he doesn't expect you to passively do that on your own. Because there are many unlovable people. <laughs> he does expect, this is what he expects though, that by faith you are going to lean upon his strength to do this for his glory. There will always be struggles to do things for God when you are under the dictates of your own flesh. True that. Right. Our flesh would always look for easy ways. Yep. It's not true of us, isn't it? Yep. Easy way. But by faith, you face the seeming pressure with pressure to honor me. Amen. It will be your strength. Yep. face anything knowing that it's not going to be your ability to do it anyway. But He's. God, however, wants you to respond to Him by faith. So instead of being negative, you pray. Thank you for this challenge, Lord. I do not know how to do it, but you can see the desire of my heart. I want to finish it with I find my pleasure to serve the Lord now. Even if I know I'm not able to do this, but I know you will be there to help me. And God will help me. Folks, we do not mature into being. Listen to this. We do not mature into being independent from God. Like we yep. see most children yep. from their parents. Yep. We mature only by remaining dependent upon Him. Yep. Yep. And that's the way God wants it. Amen. He wants you to enjoy the freedom and love of being in relationship with Him. Yep. Trusting Him leaning upon Him, depending upon Him. He's not expecting you to perform for Him, but Him to perform through you. Please, when you get home, please read Proverbs 4. It is an excellent backdrop of this process. It talks of wisdom. Your knowledge in the Word of God, as you study and try to teach others, is wisdom. Amen? I never in my life ever thought that I'd be used of God to be preaching. I'm amazed at my 
I taught my ability, but it's got to be a family. Amen. And to be able to I am one student in high school and college who I'm embarrassed about this, but I make friends. So that when the exam comes, they will complete their papers and pass it to me, and, and, and they will fill up my my paper. And then we swap paper again, as if it was me who answered. I was, I never, it was just a pressure from my parents to just please graduate high school. Just please graduate I I hate. I hate school. Amen. I hate school. I never ever ever thought in my life I would be preaching. Praise God. Amen. 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 Allow God to change you by focusing on getting to know God's ways through the pressures before you. They are meant to grow you. They are meant to strengthen you. Pursue to know God better. I, I, thank, I thank God for your pastor who says, make the reading of God's word be part of your day. That's a great encouragement. Receive God's wisdom and tips. Others also. You know what? When I when I spoke to this to Ike, when I spoke to Ike and and Eric, because Amy was still with Arnold and Eugene upstairs. Right? Eric was kind of very hard. He had like really valid questions, right? But when he understood, he said, Wow, thank you for sharing that. And I said to him, because I didn't really realize that I will have time with Eugene and Arnold. Eric, I mean I, those I, I believe, I, when you get home, would you able, would you share this to Arnold and Eugene? Yeah, I would. He said, yeah, I do. When God sees in his heart that willingness, God will empower him. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise God that. When I spoke to Arnold and Eugene when they come down, I said, can I have time with you? Praise God, they gave me time. And pray, please pray. Because the devil is very tricky. Pray that they will come to church. Amen. Amen. When Emmy kind of invited them, said, yes, yes. I hope they will make it through. Amen. It's very important. Surely there is pressure and tensions but all things work together for good to them that love God. Your faith is not to rest on your ability and effort. Instead, it must rest upon, upon God's ability to work in your life. And since the free will is still yours, you must choose the pressure of obedience for Him to effectively work through you. Jesus said, it's like grapes on a vine. He is the main vine and we are the branches. He says in John 4, 15, 4, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except abide. You cannot perform. I cannot perform for God unless I abide in you. Yep. Are you with me? Yep. The right, the right way to live is the way that you will experience a more abundant life as Jesus talked about. And become more easily convinced of His love for you 
by doing what he says. Jesus says in John 15, 10, 11, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. Even as I have kept my father. Can you imagine? He always gives this example. I, I kept my father's commandments. Abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be lesser Oh. He wants you to live totally dependent upon Him to experience the pleasures of His love and joy even through the pressures of Christian life while we are still here. But the way that you obey His commands must be in complete reliance so when I see a verse in the Bible where God says, do this, I immediately say to God, my pleasure good. If this will please you, no sweat. Amen? I know you are going to be there with me as you promise. You will never leave me, nor forsake me. Have you ever taken that verse seriously? God will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. But you have to do His will by faith. God will respond to those He sees respond, responding to Him by faith. Ask God to change your thinking. Ask God to change your mindset in life. So that whatever you do in response to His will would bring glory to His name. Remember that the ability to do anything pleasing to God remains in you. Amen? Yep. Loving God and Holy Father, thank you so much, Lord, for the privilege of giving to me. You encourage your people tonight. Lord, we know the Spirit will help us to really be encouraged that it is not our effort. It is not our strength. It's not our guiltiness. But He will suffice us when we respond to you like that. Jesus' name. Absolutely. Please bow your heads. Close your eyes. The message is very simple. We cannot really do things for God except God will allow us to do it. And even the Bible does us. 1 Timothy 1.12 that it is the Lord who enabled us. If you are doing the things of the Lord in your life, praise the Lord. But remember, it is God who enabled you. It is the Lord who enabled His servant to do His work. And tonight, while we come into this um, um, closing uh, prayer, I believe it is also time for us to think about this and perhaps think about what you know we are doing in our Christian life and ask the question whether or not it is us ourselves are propelling uh, the things that we do for the church or the things that we do for our uh, in our Christian walk and not really God that we depend on we are not really depending on God, we depend on our own ability. My friend, if we are doing things for the Lord and we do it by our own might, we know already that there will be not there will not be very big fruit that can be expected from that. But if you come tonight and ask the Lord, Lord, it is, it is my desire to be fruitful in my Christian life, but Lord, it is you, it is you, O God, who will be the one that will enable No longer me, no longer myself. My friend, I know that many of us have desired to, to do things for God. Why don't we come to the Lord tonight and confess that? to the Lord. Lord, 
I want to be a blessing. I want Lord to do your will. But Lord, please help me. I will. I, I am depending upon your upon your uh, enablement. I am depending upon your power. Please, Lord, help me to do the things that can please your name. My friend, it is good for us to think about it and good for us to come to the Lord and ask Him to enable you. You are here tonight and you have that desire for the Lord. Come and ask the Lord. Because the Lord indeed wants to help you. It is His desire that you will do those things pleasing at me. And that and those pressures, if you do it in the will of God and God's enablement in your life, it will turn to be a pleasure. And despite of the difficulty that we are going to go through in this life, serving the Lord. You have to understand that it's the Lord of the You are like that? Amen. Praise the Lord. That is, that is the way. That is the way. Come to the altar and seek the Lord's enabled. Lord, no longer me. No longer me. But me. How I wish that all of us will be used by God in a greater way. But I believe that the Lord is desiring also for all of us to surrender our will and to surrender ourselves to Him. Ask the Lord, please Lord, enable me. As you have enabled Paul, he said, Paul, Paul said here, and I thank the Lord Jesus our Lord. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me. It is the Lord that will enable. Oh, praise the Lord that God will enable. But if you surrender your will to the Lord, if you surrender your will to the Lord. Amen. The Lord will prosper you. Brothers and sisters, the Lord will prosper If you will just ask the Lord that enablement, Lord, enable me. Lord, thank you for counting me faithful and that you have enabled me, putting me into the ministry. The ministry is not the Lord. The strength that we use to fulfill the ministry is from the Lord. If you begin to think that it is your ability, there will be no fruit in that labor. Because only God will enable you. It is time for us to awake that it is the Lord that will enable us. Thank the Lord for His mercy and His Let's continue to pray, our Heavenly Father. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for the reality, Lord, that those pressures that we go through in the ministry, by your grace, Lord, is our pleasure to fulfill your will. Lord, help us. <clears throat> To accomplish things for you. And Lord, we understand that when we accomplish things, it is not our own ability. But rather, Lord, you are the one who enabled us, who enabled me to fulfill in that task in the ministry because, Lord, you have counted us faithful. You have counted me faithful and you put me into that ministry. God, I pray that I will always be dependent upon your will. I will always be dependent upon your power. 